Hello and welcome to the SEO SAS podcast where your host is myself, Sarah McDowell, SEO content executive at Holland and Barrett. Why are we called SEO SAS? Well, we like to think of ourselves as your special answering service when it comes to SEO. So each week we will delve into a particular subject and topic around SEO and we'll invite a guest and we will discuss it, debate, share our own experiences in that particular topic. And basically the idea here is that all together we can get, a, we can get better at SEO. So this week, I have the ever so wonderful Gemma Fontaine joining me on this week's podcast to discuss keyword research for different languages and um, an international SEO strategy. So welcome to the show, Gemma. Well, uh, thank you really much. Thanks for inviting me here. I love being here today. Thank you very much for joining us and for spending your Friday afternoon with me. So how's, how's your week been? Well, that, it has been a large week, but I enjoy it. So, so quite good. What about you? How was your week? Yes, my week was okay. Um, very, very busy, but that's what I like because I feel like if you keep, yeah. keep yourself busy, then your week goes faster and then it's the weekend, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Right then. So, um, Gemma, with all our guests on the SEOSAS, we start with a fun, quick fire round of questions. So they're just a bit of fun. And all I want you to do yes. is answer with the first answer that comes to your head. Okay, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Okie dokie then. Right. Last thing you drank. Oh, I think it was uh, coffee. Because, well, here usually we drink coffee after, after having lunch. So, yeah, it was coffee. Do you have it with milk or do you have it on its own? Yeah, I love it with milk in, in our Spanish traditional way. But, yeah. Last song that you sang to? Oh, I am honestly a really bad singer. So, <laughs> I usually don't sing for, for other people that are around me. But I think, like... Um, any song that, that was on the radio today. Yeah? Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, name a film that you've watched a couple of times. Um, hmm. Maybe I'm going to be a little bit traditional here, but mm -hmm. uh, movies like, like, I know the ending, like Titanic, but I still love to watch. I still don't know how. But uh, yeah, but I usually spend some years be between between the times that I watch. But yeah, Titanic. That is a good good film. <laughs> Makes you cry though. Yeah. Um, would you say? Um, do you prefer early mornings or late nights? Before I I used to say early mornings, but now I don't know with with the new routines that we were like having this year. Um, Maybe later nights. Later I, nights? I, yeah, they are also productive nowadays for me. Most used app on your phone? Oh, I'm going to go for Twitter. I think that Twitter is one of the, of the top SEO um, like apps or, or, well, or social media most used as for us. 
I, yes, I have to agree. So I, I'm on Twitter and it's solely for SEO. So I think that there's some really awesome people on there. Some really good conversations happen yeah. on Twitter. There's a really <laughs> nice community, isn't there? Um, so I agree. Yeah. Um, name an object that is round. Uh, an object that, that is around. Oh, well, I have the other screen. I have also uh, my other screen for... I, I am like really used to, to work with two screens right now. Um, and I think that it's amazing. It's, it helps you a lot. <laughs> so maybe this object, but I also have... Uh, I don't have... I am like a, bit, a very minimalist person. I don't have a lot of things around me. Nice, nice. I think we all could do with being a bit more minimalistic and less buying stuff, couldn't we? Um, what did you want to be when you were younger? I wanted to be like every day, I wanted to be something different. Uh, I think I had, you know, this, this moment when <laughs> first I wanted to be a detective, an astronaut. It's like every day dreaming of something different. Um, uh, and here I am, I mean... Uh, doing SEO, I've never, I didn't want to be this when I was younger because I didn't even know that this exists. Uh, well, I, I don't think that it exists like we know it nowadays. But yeah, I wanted to be like everything. Everything. I love that. Very ambitious from a young age. <laughs> Do you prefer baths or showers? Oh, I'm going to say showers. I'm not a, a, a big fan of, of, of water. So oh, really? Shower. Yeah. I don't know why, because when I was a kid, it was like on, on the other side. But nowadays, showers, yeah. I feel like showers are more efficient. So if you're in a rush, showers are a good, like you go in, you wash yourself, you're done. Baths is if you have some time and you want to relax, have a glass of wine, yeah. read a book. <laughs> I can put it it also really good. <laughs> favorite, your, okay, so your last question is, who is your favorite mm -hmm. superhero? Oh, my favorite superhero. Hmm. I honestly like, like having all kinds of power. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I have a favorite superhero, but Spider-Man really taught me when I was younger. So, uh the option to move around in the skies through the buildings, yeah, it looks really cool. Okay, I've got I've got a better question then. What um okay, what superpower would you prefer? Is it flying? Oh. Are you gonna say flying? <laughs> I'm going to say flying, but also yeah, flying. I mean it has to be awesome to fly everywhere in the world and, and visit all the places that it, that we have. It would be nice to know what it's like to fly as well, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, just being able to like flap your wings and go and explore. Oh, yeah. Uh, better for I the environment as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Better than a I will be. Awesome. Well, you've survived my quick fire round of questions. Um, and I feel like. <laughs> I feel like we know you a bit better now. Um, so, so yeah. So now I'm going to move into the main part of this podcast, and uh, let's mm -hmm. let's talk about some keyword research and international SEO strategy. So, to start off with, um, can you give us a brief overview of 
yourself and how you became to be an SEO freelance consultant and SEO specialist and analytics at on-off marketing agency. Okay. Yes. So as I said before, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So first yeah. I started uh, studying physics. Then after doing uh, starting physics, I went into journalism. And after that, it's when I started learning marketing. And so I, it was like a little bit of everything. And then I moved into in-house, in a, market, in a digital marketing uh, in-house uh, company. What I learned, you know, like I think like all of us first a little bit of social media writing. And after knowing a little bit of everything, it's when I moved into an agency. And first, the agency that in none of marketing where I, where I am collaborating now, it was a small agency. And as the agency was growing, I was like growing too and specializing into SEO and analytics. So nowadays, yeah, I am like uh, a freelance, which I collaborate a lot in this agency. And yeah, I love what I am doing nowadays. So... <laughs> Ah, oh, I can tell. I can tell by the big grin on your face when you, uh, when you talk about <laughs> it. Um, so I did a I did a bit of snooping and saw on LinkedIn that um you're also a digital marketing professor. Is that mm-hmm. yeah? Um, so what do you love most about teaching? So this is funny because I started teaching really soon. Um, and it was especially for for companies that they have people that. They need to know special things related to digital marketing or SEO or social media. So as it, I learned it this not a long time ago, um, it, it was easy for me to teach them how to do it because I, I like do the same as how I learned it. And what I love most, I think it's when I am doing it, is when they ask questions. Because if people ask questions, it's like you see that they are enjoying what you are explaining and they, this will be useful for them. And I like this part when they say they're up, they think, we debate, and we, we arrive to new conclusions together. So, yeah, I, I really enjoy this part. I, uh, that sounds amazing. And I completely, because I definitely feel that, you know, once you're in a profession, um, you can constantly learn. You can constantly learn from other people. So I completely yeah. get that. Because um, one thing I love about having a podcast is the different conversations that I have and who I talk to. Because yes, I'm putting out a podcast and hosting it, but I'm learning at the same time. So do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's great, and you should always learn, shouldn't you? Yeah, of course, I love learning. And, and when you're, yeah, when you are preparing classes, you are like also learning new things every day. So yes, lovely, lovely, lovely. Okay, so let's move on then and talk about. Um, keyword keyword research in different languages then so let's begin with can you tell us um, why it's important to do keyword research for different countries so well um, lately I've been working with with this agency uh, where we have clients that they they are mainly B2B companies that they export uh, in different countries Um, I live in Spain but maybe they export to France or, or, to, or to the UK, uh, to different places. Yeah. So what we realized with the time is that we cannot just do, um, we cannot just have our website in one language or just doing it in Spanish and then just translating for people that live in France. 
it's like we need to do more than just translating. We need to do more than just having a website in one language. That's why it's important to do keyword research and translate your, your keywords uh, and adapt them into different languages. So why this is important? Because it will help you to target your right audience, to go more focused and to, to have more personalized and customized content that at the end will help you to have your conversion rates higher. Yeah. And last but not least, because um, sometimes when you do other languages, not just, I don't know, English or Spanish that a lot of people speak, uh, you have less competition. For example, here in Spain, Spanish is the main language, but some people also in Catalonia speak Catalan. So maybe if you have your website in this other language, this is good for you because then there are a lot of keywords that they don't have as many competitors as if you do it just in Spanish. That's a bit, that's something that I'd, I'd never even thought about of the competition side because obviously depending where you're doing your research like competition and search it's all it's going to vary isn't it so you may as well make the most of that um, and I didn't even think about that so that's an awesome point. So then you sort of touched on the point that you can't just translate then um, because that's not the ideal way of doing things so um how how do you do keyword research from one language to another so let's say you're not that um common with the the language that you want to sort of do the research for what sort of where do you start what what would you do okay so this is something that i have to face like almost every day and first of all my recommendation will be like that the person that do the keyword research understand all the languages that 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 we need. For example, in my case, I understand a little bit French, Spanish, and English. So I usually do keyword research for these languages. Um, and then uh, what we have to do? So first, when I do a keyword research, uh, it's because um, we want to have some content that will be published uh, for a website that has uh, um, a page for UK and for a, 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 a Spain. So what do I do? First of all, what I think about it is a topic. Before choosing a keyword, I choose a topic that will fit in both countries. Why? Because I cannot just do a, a keyword, a topic that it's perfect in Spain, but people in UK won't understand or, or won't agree in the same way. So first of all, what I think about it is a topic. How do I do that? I look into Google, I look into my competitors, I go into the browsers for both countries. So then I know who my competitors are which ways do they approach this content? So then it will be easier for me to choose a topic. When they have the, um, the topics is when I choose the keywords. So first I usually do it in Spanish because it's, it's my first language. And then when they have the keyword in Spanish, I not just translate it in English because sometimes maybe that expressions no one uses in English. So it just, I need to go further and adapt this keyword and I, look into Google and I also have tools such as SEMrush that help me to, to choose a better option for that country. And this is how I do it. And then it's just not just adapting the keyword, but also the content. So you just cannot just translate the content. I recommend to also adapt the content because maybe how people will need to, to read it in a spy in a spring it's different than in UK. Yes, and I'm guessing as well um, that sometimes when you're translating, 
um, like say it's like a conversational piece where you want to be more friendly and welcoming. And if you just translate it, you might miss common phrases in a, in another language or sometimes like a direct translation isn't going to work, is it, in that sense, I suppose? Exactly. It doesn't even make sense when you are translating something. And sometimes it's also more than just not making sense the translation. It's just that all the content... Like, for example, um, in the Netherlands, a lot of people uh, used to use a bike every day. But here in Spain, we don't. So if you explain about this bike, if you want to sell this bike in the Netherlands or in Spain, you need to approach the content so different because the use of it will be so, so much different. So that's why I think it's just not just translating, but going farther. Yes, yes. And I suppose it's about... And that's, that's like anything when you're doing keyword research is, is the whole research bit, isn't it? It's about delving in and looking and exploring and um, finding out. And that must be quite interesting as well. Um, and, and yeah, yeah, completely so. agree. It's like sometimes I feel like not traveling around the world, but when you are like doing keyword research in a country, it's like you understand more this country, you understand how, how they look into this product and, and it's also really fun. To, to do it. Okay, what if um I don't know if we've sort if this question's overlapping, um, but what if the country has more than than one language? So you've given us tips of like what to do um like looking from one language to another, but what like because what we've said is that like different countries yeah. speak different languages, for example, um French in Canada, for example, and Canadian. So is there any tips around around yeah. that? Uh First of all, we can find like different countries like Spain and UK and different languages like Spanish or English. But then we can find like this happens to me like uh, UK, UK or Australia that both speak English, but they are different countries or Mexico and Spain that both speak Spanish, but they are different countries. And this you need to pay a lot of attention to, um, especially in some products or services, because the way that people look uh, for some keywords in Mexico is so much different than how we look it here in Spain. So if we want to approach uh, in a good way a country, it's important that we do a keyword research specifically for that country. Why? Because some, some keywords, some expressions are very different uh, in each country. And here I will recommend you to do it like, not only do different keyword research for each country, although they speak the same language, um, but also to, uh, Thing like locally. So, for example, if you want to, to translate your website in Spanish because you want to arrive from people that live in Spain, use uh, local terms such as Barcelona, Madrid, or Sevilla, or anything related to, Sp to Spain. So it will be easy for you to, to have bet better results in that country. Instead, if you wanted to do it in Mexico, so use uh, cities that are in Mexico. And other things that you can do that, that they are really important when you are doing uh, different countries uh, but same language is to think that they are maybe different language but they don't have anything in common. For example, when in Argentina it's summer, here it's winter and vice versa. So you need to be careful with this too because sometimes we are yes. like, oh, uh, this January will be the best season, the best month to buy this swimsuit. Well... For me, maybe tomorrow I'm going to skin. So we need to, to think about this too, that, that this needs to fit in everywhere. 
And last but not least, what I will recommend to someone that is uh, doing well, different countries, but same language is to think that the culture is different and contrast or meet people that live in that country. So for example, if I am in Spain and I want to expand to Mexico, it's important that I know I have a commercial and I have write, writer or someone that is in there because it will be easier for me to know the culture and to to do content that is better for, for the people that are there. Yes, definitely. Um, going back to your um, to your earlier point about, so when you're doing your keyword research, think about seasonal trends because because um, that would be, so for example, with Holland and Barrett, because we're a health and wellness mm-hmm. uh, vitamins and supplement store, obviously there's conditions that trend depending on what, yeah so in the winter time um people suffer more with colds so you always and i and you've always got to think about that haven't you so um when you're doing any of your research think about um not just seasonality as well but what's going on in that country as well so like what's going on in the news i suppose other trends that are happening um yeah exactly yeah um fad fad diets that are going on for example like there's lots of trends that you could tap into i suppose isn't there yeah that one yeah um awesome i'm i'm <laughs> loving this conversation i'm uh, feeling like i'm learning a lot and i want to do some uh, yeah. keyword research <laughs> in different languages um okay so keeping on the keyword research then you've given us a lot of do's um how about don'ts is there any don'ts or any mistakes that people make when yeah. they're doing sometimes yes there is um maybe this i know this because i live in a region that we speak like a minority language but sometimes what people think is that in one country you only have a main language like for example um english in uk or or english in canada or spanish in spain but then there are like a lot of regions that there are other main languages and also not, not just a main language, but a lot of people that speak other languages. So this is important to take into account too when you are expanding on when or when you are doing an SEO international strategy. Uh, for example, like talking in first hand, uh, here, for example, in Catalonia, a lot of people, it's a small region in Spain, for if someone doesn't know, and most of the people speak Catalan. So, for example, if someone wants to open a, an online store here, uh, the question will be, oh, in which language do, do I have to do my website? In English, in Spanish, or in Catalan? Well, as always, it depends. So here my recommendations will be, um, you have to do a market research, but do it because not just assume that um, that will be Spanish or it will be Catalan, because it will depend on about the product, about the competence. Maybe uh, there are more people looking at it in Spanish, but there is a lot of competence. So as we said before, uh, less competence and more, more personalized. So maybe it's better in Catalan. But then if you do it in Catalan, the Spanish people... So you need like to think with a lot of pros and contras and know if which one is better. So this is important, I think, to take into account too. And I'm saying this here, but for example, this can be in America too, in USA, like a lot of people, as for what I've seen from projects, look in Spanish on, uh, on Google. So sometimes it's like not, not only the main languages, but there are so many others. 
Yes, and it's sort of understanding that, isn't it? And I suppose as well, doing this research, you're sort of opening more opportunities up to yourself as well, um, because you can see where the where the competition lies, where the search volume lies, who who's your better audience. And I suppose in this way, you can really focus and tweak your content and uh, exactly. what you're optimizing exactly. for, can't you? Um. Okay, how about then? Um, so earlier you touched on um, you like using different browsers, because um, so, obviously in different countries they all um, use different browsers. So for example, there's Yandex, Bing. Um, I'm trying to think of the one that they use in yeah. China, Baidu. Yeah. Is that is that right? Um, <laughs> uh, so so yeah so. How do you handle research for different browsers then? Is there is there anything different or any tips on that? Um, yeah, this is a good question because this is tricky because sometimes uh, some client approaches to me like, oh, I want to go to, to sell in Russia. And it's like, wait, stop here because it's like, it's not as, as easy sometimes as if we want to go to another place that we already know Google because I'm used to work with Google, for example. And here my recommendation would be, I sometimes did a keyword research in, in Yandex from Russia in this case, but my, re my recommendation will be, if you really want to expand in China or in Russia, they have uh, other main uh, browsers, uh, uh, contract, meet someone that, that is specialized in this, because then it will be easy for you, because especially in these places, people used to, to search in their language even if it's in Russian or it's in Chinese. So if you don't understand the language, it will be really difficult for you. Although at the end, um, there are some practices that are similar. It's important that you, you know someone or at least the language. Yes. Yes. And I, I suppose it's sort of um, like making sure you're knowing what you're doing, I suppose, isn't it? And like any job, if you're not 100% sure then you may as well find find someone who does because yeah. then it's going to be a better job, isn't it, at the end of the day? So I suppose it's understanding what you can do exactly. and what you should get help for. Lovely. Right. Time is flying, Gemma. We've, we've been speaking for nearly half an hour. Yeah. Um, but, right. So last two questions, and then I'll be quizzing you in this week's feature. So my favourite part of the mm. podcast. Uh, so let's talk about web architecture then. So coming away from the re keyword research side and um, more thinking about structure, because when it comes to SEO, um, one thing that you need is a, um, so your website structure needs to be solid, sound. You need a good technical foundation, don't you? Um, so when we're thinking about international or um, different languages or wanting to tap in an audience that lives somewhere that's different to you, what do we need to think about? Okay, so uh, in case that, for example, someone uh, wants to start a, a new web page, uh, my recommendation will be that one of the main things that you need to, to think is if it's going to be a generic tableau, Top level domain or a country code uh, level domain. You give an example of the two. Yeah, for example, a, uh, a generic top level domain is these ones that they end with like a .com, for example. And mm -hmm. the other cases is when they end like a, a .uk or a .uk. Uh, mm, 
S or FR, like with uh, the country, mm -hmm. with the geographic um, place. So my recommendation here yes. would be which one is better, to do a generic one or one that is geolocalized in a country? So, well, here the answer is easy, like it depends. Like <laughs> always it depends. <laughs> uh, it depends because uh, it depends on your strategy. For example, if you have uh, a product that you only want to sell in Spain because for, for legal aspects, you, you will never be able to sell it anywhere else. So maybe a, a country code uh, level domain is good. However, if you want to expand step by step to other countries, maybe it's very it's better to choose a generic top level domain. So here, um, my my recommendation would be do a market research, see what your competitors are doing, uh, see what do what do you want to to do in the future, and do pros and contras and choose one. You just not have to think about this. You sh you should also think about an international name. So not, also, so not only how the domain ends, but also the name of the domain. If tomorrow or in some months or years you want to be international, it's important that everybody in the world can understand your brand. So if it's like a yes. difficult word in Russian or German or Dutch or, or in Spanish, like for other people it will be impossible to look for your brand. So, yeah. Ah, that's, uh, again, another thing that I didn't even think of. But yeah, you have to be careful, don't you? Because you want your business name to be like, if you are going international, you need it to be easy because then yeah. you need people to be able to pronounce it wherever you are. Um, exactly. so, so yeah, you're, you're bringing up some very golden points here, Gemma. I'm learning, I'm learning. <laughs> um, okay, so last question then. Um, can you share with us um, some success stories of um, where um, you've implemented an international SEO uh, strategy or you've seen a brand? So maybe if you could give us a success, success story, can't say success, that's a hard yeah. word to say. So a success story of your <laughs> own and where you've seen a brand do well as well. Okay, so... In my case, um, I've learned from experience a little bit. So first, I started doing SEO in, in a small, for a small, medium, small size companies. So we were mostly targeting to, to Spain or to France because they are countries that are near us. But suddenly we realized that, well, we are not just having good results in, a, in a Spain, but also in Mexico. So after our, like working good content and good SEO and we've seen that we have other opportunities in other countries. So then was when we started to like, okay, so we can go further. So for me, it's like a, a success story because from here, uh, it was a case, a client that we were like working in Spain and now our main country is Mexico because we realized that we had like a gap of the, these keywords there and we started to working there too with a specialized content. So sometimes it's like, it comes and then you realize that you have other options. Nowadays, what yes. I do when I have a new client is like, it's different. So we start like before everything is like, we do a market research, we see if we can target other counties, like with point one or two, and then we start seeing if our product fits there. And after that, it's when we start an SEO strategy. So nowadays I do like this, but before it was more like a surprise. And also for me, a success story was, uh, with another client in the USA, 
uh, because they really wanted to sell their product in the USA. So it's like, oh, not only in Spanish, let's translate our well, translate that, our website in English. We were like, okay, so we start like working a lot of SEO there in English, but also in Spanish as we are in Spain. And what we realized was like, okay, there are a lot of comp English competitors there, but not so many in Spanish. So we focus more efforts in the ah. Spanish content because there were like, there are millions of people that speak Spanish in the USA. So it was like, uh, we started first getting uh, traffic for these keywords. And then our website was like getting more traffic. And as we were growing from Spanish traffic, we were also improving the English one. So it was like, sometimes is what I said before to um, do um, personalized, less competition, and then maybe we can go bigger. Lovely. And, That's awesome. Yeah. And then the, the last example that I would like to say is uh, there is, I, I don't know, there a, a company here in Catalonia that they, they sell a sports clothes, like for mountain, for running. And they are like big global brands that sell this around the world. So they uh, translate and adapt a lot um, their website in different languages. And now they are like growing so much. And they are doing like good products, but they are making the difference to doing keyword research for each specific language. They adapt the content, they adapt the keywords, they adapt everything. So the product fits 100% to their audience. And I think that this is the key while, why they are growing so much. Yeah. So I think this is important. <laughs> Yes, and there's some great successes there. And I hope that um, so some of uh, the people listening to this podcast, if they're thinking about international, I think this is, yeah, this is a really helpful um, yeah. episode. Because I think you brought up some some things that people might have not even considered. So um, amazing, amazing. Um, okay. Are you ready to move on to the feature? Yeah, I am nervous. Yes. But ready. Okay, so as we were talking about international SEO strategy and keyword research in different languages, what I thought would be fun is if I quizzed your world knowledge. So I've got some questions oh. based on the world. <laughs> Okay. And uh, we'll see, do, do you reckon that you'll do all right? Or is your work, do you have good knowledge about the world? Well, I used to play games about capitals, but this is all I know. Ah, okay. Well, I can't remember if I put a capital, like capitals of countries. No. Um, so, I'll go for okay. It. First question then. How many stars are there on the Chinese flag? Is there two, five, seven, or one? I have no idea. I'm going to go for five. Yes, that is the correct answer. Oh. I think so far, so good. Okay, next one then. What is the currency in Magnolia? So is it Yenna? Kurgin, Topchok, or Tugrig? Wow, I've never been there, so I have no idea. Uh, I'm going, what, yeah, the last one, what was the name of the last one? Tugrig. 
This one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is the right answer. No. Two, wow. two out of two. Okay. Wow. Which celebrity was carried along the Great Wall of China? Okay. So which celebrity was carried along the Great Wall of China? Was it Lady Gaga? She she can be a bit of a diva, can't she? Uh, Justin yeah, Bieber, yeah. Harry Styles, or Daniel Radcliffe? Oh, wow. I know all of them. Maybe it can be possible, all of them, but I'm going to, to say um, Justin Bieber. Yes. That yes. is my answer. <laughs> wow. It, it's completely my lucky day now because I honestly didn't know anything. Today is your day, Gemma. Good things are going to yeah. happen. I can feel it. Um, yeah. Which country has more lakes than the rest of the world combined? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that Finland, China, Norway, or Canada? So out of those, which has more lakes than the rest of the world combined? I love lakes. I mean, I love going to the mountains and see lakes. Uh, I'm going to go for Canada because it's really big. Yes, that is the right answer. Yes. Are, you, are you looking well, at my answers? No, <laughs> it's impossible. But I, I thought Canada is so big, like maybe they have like a lot of space for lakes. <laughs> Yes, Canada. Um, I've been to visit Canada once, and I oh. yeah, there's so much that you can go and visit. I would definitely yeah. go back. Um, I okay. really want to. Okay, right. Are you right? Which country has the world's highest waterfall? Is it America, Japan, Venezuela, or Uganda? And you said the highest what? Waterfall. Ah, uh, Venezuela. Yes, it is. <laughs> are these are these questions really easy? Are these? No, I don't know. I, okay, I mean, I, I just it's completely like I mean I didn't know it. Okay, right. Let's see if you get the last and final question right, because then you're on to 100%. Are you ready? Uh, Yeah, now I feel a little pleasure. uh, Jack Tacos went on sale in 2013. What are they? So Jack Tacos, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but I'll spell it for you. Um, So J A K. T O G O S. Is that how you'd say that word? Jack yeah. Tacos? Um, is it yeah. A, a hot potato snack served with chili cheese that is popular in Mexico? Is it B, raincoats that tourists can buy from vending machines across the London underground? Is it C, a jacket covered in pockets, allowing passengers to pack everything into their coats, or D, a fashionable take on the plastic poncho originally from Tokyo. <laughs> I have completely <laughs> no idea on this one. So 
uh, wow. I'm going to go for 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 A because it's funnier. Which one, sorry? Uh, a. A. The first so one. So you were saying that it's a hot potato snack served with chili cheese, popular in Mexico. Well, because it sounds fun. Um, unfortunately, you got a question wrong. Oh, <laughs> your winning streak has come to an end. The the answer I was looking for was a jacket covered in pockets, allowing passengers to pack everything into their coats. I oh. didn't know that these. Th- I didn't well, even know that was a thing. Not me neither. So I was like, <laughs> but it was really fun. I I would have um, if I was doing the quiz, I would have picked what you said as well. I would have picked that answer, I think, because that one makes most sense to me. But yes. Anyway, that brings us to the end of this week's SEO SAS podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. If people want to get in touch with you or like ask you questions or see what you're doing, how can they find you? Uh, well, uh, on LinkedIn or Twitter with my name, um, Gemma Fontaine, yeah. or to my webpage with the same name. Awesome. Well, what I'll do is I'll link to you, to those accounts in the show notes, um, and then people people can find Ooh. you. Um, if you want to get in touch with SEO SAS, we are on Twitter, SEO underscore SAS. Um, I'm on Twitter as well, Sarah MCD UK, and I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, also, if you are a fan of the podcast, please do subscribe because uh, then you will get notifications of when new episodes such as this one with Gemma will go live. Um, and we also ask if you're feeling even more generous, we would love a review because, yeah, that would make us smile. Um, so, Gemma. Any last wise words that you want to share with our audience? Uh, that try to do as many languages as you want and try new things with SEO that it's really fun. Yes. And I would like to say to people that we should continue to learn, shouldn't we? We should continue yeah. to learn as much as we can. And thank you again. And until next week. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> <laughs>